Good morning, everyone. My name is Wanda Thomas, and today we are, thank you for joining us on the Lattes and Lenses podcast. Today I have Don Jackson of the Raven Media Group. Say hi. 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 How's it hi. going? Um, as, I, as I stated in the intro, I met Don in Chicago when I attended the Taipei Parenting uh, Blogging Conference, or Blogging Conference, not Parenting Conference. Um, and he is a fantastic person. He was very generous with the information he provided during his uh, segments, and he's just an overall friendly person. When I emailed Don um, to ask him to be on the, the show, it was one of those kind of six degrees of separation. I found out that he is also in one of our, in a Facebook group that I am also in, um, and you guys have also made seen that uh, Dr. Robert Zeitlin, Parents Like Us, he's, um, he has a book that I've shared with you guys, uh, <laughs> at, with you guys, and I've also promoted, The Parenting Superheroes. And Robert is a fantastic person, so by default, we're just going to assume that Don is a great person, and he is. <laughs> he is. Um, like I said, he's very generous with this information, and um, he's just a really nice guy. So I want to introduce you, say hi, Don, and hi. Um, he is going to, I'm going to let Don tell you about the Raven Media Group and some of the other things he has going on, because I think who better to share this information with you. Um, but, and I'm really impressed with him, because when I did the research on him, like I kind of did some Facebook stalking, some Twitter stalks, uh, I looked at, you know, I'm a photographer, so I, I'm going to look at all of the pictures. and there were some really amazing pictures as well. Uh, and the one that I really fell in love with was you and your son on the plane with the, with the earphones. And uh, as a parent, I appreciate that. Like when you take your kids and you travel with them and you expose them to new experiences. So I fell in love with all of them, okay? <laughs> so um, I'm going to let Don introduce himself and tell you about the Raven Media Group, and then I'm going to talk about a few other things that really piqued my interest uh, with your with some of the businesses and some of the other work that you have done. Welcome. Hi. Uh, uh, by the way, I'm a huge fan of Robert as well. Uh, me and Robert met at uh, Dad 2.0 about four years ago. Uh, we've been steadfast friends since. Uh, Robert is an outstanding uh, human being, um, and I am privileged to call him my brother. He is just an amazing human. So, uh, uh, I can't compare to Robert, so we'll just go ahead and go with that right now. Uh, I just have a better beard than him. That's all. Uh, but he has uh, really great hair though, doesn't he? <laughs> he? He does have great hair. I have, uh, short, 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 short hair. So, uh, there's, there's that. Um, but, uh, and he has more gray. Uh, my beard is epically gray, but my hair actually is only gray on the sides here. So. Okay. So there's, there's that. Uh, but uh, So the Raven Media Group, I started the Raven Media Group about three years ago. Um, I got into podcasting about uh, six years ago. Um, I've been doing it um, for my own purposes when I first started was for, um, so when I first, I became a father at age 38. I became late uh, as a father. And uh, my son is my world. I mean, he's, he's everything. He's my jam. Um, and so I'm a three-time, well, now four-time cancer survivor. Um, and when he was born, I wasn't sure how much of his journey I was going to see. 
So I went ahead and started um, a blog, um, which was just dedicated to him. It's just like a, a diary of, of what I'm thinking, of things that are going on. And I thought, man, it'd be cool if, if my dad did that. So, I mean, because let's face it, all the time we think our parents are big jerks and they're buttheads and um, but that's not what, where they're coming from. That's, that's not who they are. Um, they're just doing it because sometimes when you're a parent, you have to be a jerk and a butthead, um, when you're looking at it from a lens of a child. Um, and so I wanted him to, you know, have something to remember me by if I didn't see his whole journey, which I'm, I'm hoping, um, I don't see his whole journey because that means he would go before me. So that would be not great. Um, but I hope to see a pretty good chunk of it. So uh, um, as I was going through this, I realized, man, I'm a way better talker than Typer. I'm a rubbish writer. Um, and I'm like, he's just going to be like, I can't stand this guy's awful. So uh, um, I started a podcast uh, with uh, Christ uh, Christopher Lewis. He's my co-host for the Dad Spotlight. Um, and uh, we talk about empowering dads and being you know, um, being a resource for dads and just parents in general. So, um, it's a podcast that we've had for a while and I'm really proud of it. Um, it's on hiatus right now cause we're both super busy. Um, and that was the genesis of starting, um, uh, the Raven media group. Cause when I started, I, I, I looked to a lot of people to try to learn how to podcast cause my background is psychology. I'm a forensic psychologist by trade. I'm retired now, but, uh, uh that's what I used to do. And so I was like, I had no idea how to do this podcasting stuff. So um, I went and looked at all the people that were doing it. And uh, I realized they were doing it to, you know, make money by sharing their information, but also with the equipment you buy. And so I bought this big, huge mixer and I bought all this extra stuff. And by the time it was done, I was like $1,200 in. And I was like, yeah, there's got to be a better way to do this. And so I started the Raven Media Group just to be a help for people to teach them how to do it. Uh, because you don't need to spend $1,200 to start a podcast. You can spend under $100 and have a really great sounding podcast. Um, and that's including your hosting and whatnot. So that was the genesis of starting the Raven Media Group. And since then, we've grown to, um, to the video realm. Um, so we edit and produce videos. Um, we help people edit and produce podcasts. Um, we help businesses uh, create um, a 3D model of, of what they're trying to do. So we tell them to, you know, podcast, to vlog, and to start a, uh, a blog so they can, you know, get everybody their information that they need to do to um, sell their product or their brand. Um, and that's what we've been doing for about three years now. And uh, now we started to get into, when you saw me at Type A, this is the third time we've been a part of a conference as a, as a media host. And uh, it was kind of cool because we went there and we showed everybody how to, how to podcast. I, I uh, recorded like three minutes for everybody and uh, um, we gave that back to them to be able to uh, listen to how they sounded and uh, edit it up. So it sounded really good, like professional quality. Um, and that's because everybody's afraid to hit that record button. You know, um, I'm afraid to hit the, the video part of, of, of the record button when I'm, when I'm doing things. So uh, I can understand people's, you know, fear of starting a podcast because, Every time I ask somebody why haven't you started a podcast, the first thing is nobody wants to hear what I have to say. And I always follow it up with there's 7 billion people in the world. There's going to be somebody that wants to hear what you have to say. So just hit record. And if nobody does, then who cares? It's a, 
it's a you know it's a exercise in in uh, vanity which let's face it all of us want to hear ourselves and see ourselves so okay so that leads me to my first question then um what's one thing aside from cost that you want people to know about starting a, a podcast um this goes back to there's plenty of podcasts out there that have great content but their audio is just rubbish it's just awful you can't you can't spend more than five seconds so um i think audio is the biggest thing Mm -hmm. you know if you if you don't sound good and if your um audio quality doesn't sound good then it doesn't matter if you have golden content nobody's going to want to listen to you so i would say audio is the most important part okay and so uh, what we do when we recommend people to start a podcast is we recommend the uh, audio technica atr 2100 it's a usb slash xlr microphone so it allows you to grow but um i have and that's the mic i have right now um because um my son was messing with my very expensive microphone so i had to uh um clean that up so but this microphone here um the high uh p40 is the one um i usually use and that one is a it's a studio microphone it's an outstanding microphone um it's about five to six hundred dollars depending on where you can buy it um this microphone that you see here in front of you is the atr 2100 and the sound quality is just slightly less i feel than the high l um and this microphone, I've seen it as low as $45. And right now I think it's on Amazon for about $75. So a really good microphone that allows you to do a lot of things. Um, what's great about the USB part of it is you don't have to have a mixer. So it just can go right into your computer, your laptop. Um, and so that's what's great about it. And that's why we recommend it. And that for me is that your podcast lives and dies right there with your sound quality. Now you can't usually have good sound quality for the person you're interviewing. You're crossing your fingers and hoping and you can try to clean that up in in post, but um, your microphone should sound outstanding every time. So hopefully mine does and hopefully I sound okay. In, if I'm not mistaken, I think I read that you have it new also this, you've been doing this for about eight years. Yeah. And you've been podcasting for four? I've been podcasting for about six. Six. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and what do you enjoy most about the podcasting industry? Because I know it's it's been around for a very long time, but I think over the last, what, two or three years, it's really kind of taken off, especially with the, the talk-to-speech feature that has been um, – that has also become very popular on cell phones and mobile devices. So what do you enjoy most about this industry? Well, podcasting was a huge thing back in the early, early to mid two thousands. It was, it was really big. Um, and it was really technical. You had to have a lot of, you know, audio background, stuff like that. And it was not a lot of places that you could upload your stuff to. What's great about podcasting now is there's so many things that you can do that you can do from your home and you can get great professional sound quality uh, podcasting with a lot of programs that are out there. It's not as expensive um, to do it anymore. And I think that's, what's great about it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's um, 
you know, I, I always tell everybody um, there's 660 million YouTube channels out there. Um, there is, I believe, I think about 48 million podcasts out there. So um, you're going to get lost in the, in the noise when it comes to YouTube. But when it comes to podcasting, you're, you're right there. And you have an audience that is begging, you know, for you to talk and to get that information out there. And for a lot of us, you know, we commute. So I think there's three, 300 million people that commute every single day. And during that commute, most of them have an average of 20 minute um, commute. So if you're driving, can you consume a video? Well, God, please don't. But yes, that, that's probably not the greatest thing to do. Um, can you read while you're driving? Probably not. Um, and if even if you're sitting on a train, or you know you're on a bus, uh, it's still hard because some people get motion sickness. So what's the best way to, for them to consume your information and consume your brand is through the audio form, and that's what's great about podcasting. So I think what's great about podcasting now is it's really it's really able to people who who aren't audiophiles, you know, who can get out there and and do it themselves. So I think that's what's great about podcasting now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I what. I turn one when I'm cooking, when I'm cleaning, when I'm in the car, when I'm walking the dog. Um, yeah, and I consume a lot of content that way. I don't think I've, I, I try to pick up a physical book, but I, I'm knocked out, right, <laughs> within three pages. But, you know, when it comes to podcasting, I, I, I equate it to like a fireside chat sometimes when I'm listening to them. It's, it, it, you can hear more inflection. You can hear the emotion behind the the person, and and I love it. You know, I started this because, you know, like you said, I, I wasn't a great writer. I have a uh, I have, my former professor in, in school always said, I don't like reading your stuff because there are so many uh, <laughs> spelling errors and grammatical errors. He goes, you suck as a writer, and I'm like, okay, no problem. All right, his, his last name is Spielberg. All right, Spielberg, I'm going to, you know, every time I wrote something, I'm like, Spielberg is going to hate this. And I would spell check it so much that my, you know, my, my blog, it was, was inconsistent because I always was afraid that, that John was going to critique it or not, not appreciate it. And this was a man that I looked up to often. But then, you know, when podcasting became a thing, and I said, wait a minute, I can do this, you know, and, and connect better with my audience and, and my potential clients. So now it's like, I'm Hispanic, so we talk a mile a minute, <laughs> but people, people appreciate that because they understand that's who I am. That doesn't come across the same way in a, in a blog post. Um, and now I don't worry about it because John knows he's had me for two and a half years in, in class. He understands this is the way that I speak. Um, so I, this is what I appreciate about th this industry as well. So this, I love it. Um, I think, I think to your point is, um, unless you're an outstanding writer, you can't, people can't feel what, what yes. you're, what you're putting, you know, down, mm -hmm. they can't hear your voice. Yeah. Um, and in podcasting, the funniest thing we always tell people is you have to find your voice, yeah. you know, because when you first start, like when I first started podcasting, I was the Empire guy and I only did this and I really didn't deviate from that. And that's not me, right. but that's how I was talking. Um, and I think th the best example I give people, and this is a twofold kind of example, is the 1960 uh, 
presidential debate was the first time it was ever aired on TV. Okay. Uh, it was Nixon against Kennedy. Um, so it was simulcast. It was on TV and it was on radio because up to that point, everything had been on radio, uh, the debates. So the people that watched the debate saw Nixon just sweating profusely and just, he was just, he looked, and he's not a, an attractive man anyway. And then Kennedy was poised and he didn't sweat and he looked, he was, he was a beautiful man. So people who listened to it um, were like hearing Nixon going, he was well-spoken. He was this, they thought Kennedy stumbled a little bit. Um, and then, so when people who watched it thought Kennedy trounced Nixon, people who listened to it um, were like, no, Nixon totally destroyed Kennedy. So you have two different things there, but two different perspectives on the same exact thing. So I think um, what you're to speak to your point is not all of us are Hemingway. You know, we can't give people that ability to feel and be in the moment by by writing our words and stuff like that. Right. Um, but when we're talking, there's a lot of us can be you know the Hemingway of of you know of the audio world where we can talk and and we sound amazing. Um, I always joke with people that I have a face for radio and a voice for silent movies. So um, I think it, and that's where people are, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can, and I think especially when you don't have video, people feel more comfortable to, to be able to speak and to tell people things. And you're right. You can play things in the background. You mm -hmm. don't have to have a super captive audience by going, I've got to look at this person cause I got to see what happens next. No, it's just, I've got to listen and, oh, I just, they just said something that just piques my interest and then I'm going to go listen to them. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I like the correlation between the radio and the, well, the simulcast, the radio and the television, because it's true when you see people and you see their emotion and now they're reacting on stage or in that kind of a situation versus not being able to see that you have two different perspectives. Absolutely. Um, because when I do video as a photographer, I can do both video and still images and you're only getting that part of the story. You know, you, you I, I can photograph an event, but when you see the whole, the end result in a video piece, you're like, oh wow, we never would have thought about that. No, people, they're just standing still, but you don't realize how nervous they were until you see the whole events at, in the end. So, yeah. Um, my, I, this is, uh, I want to kind of segue into, um, you are a work from home father, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, and I was having this conversation with my husband because he works outside of the house. I work inside, I work from home and I have, and I take care of the kids. I'm the primary caretaker for them. And he is the, he's the money man. What I, is what I call him. Um, so, um, so this is this is my when we were talking about it and I don't want to what how did you make that decision to be a stay-at-home dad or a work well, from home dad I should say um being that I am you know the a cancer survivor and, and the whole purpose of 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 me working from home and why I love it is it allows me to have the flexibility to be with my son 24 seven. So I do drop-offs, pickups. Um, I do PTA stuff. I'm volunteering in the classroom. I'm there at lunchtime. Um, 
simply because it's selfish on my part. I want to be there as much as I possibly can. Okay. Um, because um, unfortunately, we can't get paid to be a parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, if so, I would be like you know the um, Aaron Rodgers of of you know parenting. I'd be getting you know at least thirty million a year. Um, I'm that good. Um, but in, in all seriousness, parenting is like the, the greatest gift that you can ever have and the greatest job that you can ever have. And so for me, I want to be able to do that. So if that means um, I work and it usually happens, like I'll do drop off. A typical morning is uh, we get up at 6, 6.30. Um, we go do drop offs at about uh, 7.30, 8 o'clock. Um, in that time, you make lunches, breakfast. Um, and then after drop off, I come, I start working, I do interviews, I edit. Um, and so, and I guess I should say that my business is, um, unique in the fact that not unique, but it's, it's kind of the realm of how things are going now where I don't have anybody that is an employee. I have a lot of contractors. So, um, my company employs a lot of contractors. Um, on paper, I'm the only one that's part of the company. Um, but um, if you look at it, we have about, you know, quite a few people that work for us as, as contractors go. Um, so, so we have meetings in the morning. Um, and I have some interviews I have to do. Then I have to do administrative stuff, which I hate more than anything. But, you know, um, and then I get on phone calls of new prospective clients where we talk about why they should be podcasting why it's a good idea, um, um, things like that. Um, then if it's a day that I can go work in the lunchroom, I'll go work in his lunchroom for a little bit and then we'll go do pickups and then I'll hang out with him until about seven thirty, eight o'clock, which is bedtime. Um, then he goes to bed, then I go back to work. So I work from usually that time until about midnight, one in the morning and then, it all starts over again. It all starts so, over again. Yeah. Okay. So what really, what I really appreciate about this and what I admire more than anything is that you do this. Now, I know there are lots of fathers out there who would love to be in your shoes and be home with their kids and things like that. I know my husband is one of them um, because you, we all, we all want to spend time with our kids. You actually have the opportunity to do it. Um, and what I, what I like is that, I'm trying to remember what we were talking about. I should have written it down, but it's women always get this. Women are the nurturers. We're the caretakers and things like that. And you're kind of like breaking that barrier. And I know I have a, an associate photographer who for a long time was the primary caretaker of his daughters while his wife worked. And, um, and I have a, a lot, obviously I have a lot of photographer friends and I have another photographer who is uh, highlighting dads who take care of their children as well. So while for a long time it was always women, women, women who were the primary caretakers, um, how? What is? I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to word the question. I have it, but it's not coming out. Um, do you see this as something that's more trending? I guess where fathers are are staying home more, and how do you deal with? Um, being one, I guess, one of a minority as a as a caretaker, because it's it's still a very gender 
I guess women are pri the primary and men are the minority. How are you dealing with that? So uh, I will start by answering the question, first of all, by saying um, I'm no different than a mom that stays home every day. Um, I don't think um, this is sometimes kind of a pet peeve of mine, especially when I go to take care of my son and we go to a playground and the first thing somebody said to me when I was at a playground is, Oh, it's great. You're babysitting your child. And I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> he's my son. I'm taking care of my son because that's what I do. Right. Um, if it was my niece or nephew, then yes, I am babysitting them, but this is my son. So, uh, and then they'd always go, well, this is so cute. This is so great. And I'm like, would you say that to another woman? The answer would be no, because they're just doing what everybody does. And so the answer to your question is yes, it's changing. Um, it's, it's just like when I first, when I first moved to, I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. When I first moved to Albuquerque, um, meetup.com was, I joined that to try to find a place for me and Gavin. That's my son mm -hmm. to go find a place to interact with other kids because he needed that. Um, and there was 26, you know, 28 mom meetup groups on meetup.com, zero dad groups, zero parent groups. They were all mom groups. So I was like, and they were all throughout the city of Albuquerque. So I emailed each one and I said, listen, I said, I know I'm not a mom. I'm just a dad. I said, I just need some place for my son to have a place to play, to interact with other kids. I'm not trying to pick any of you up. I'm extremely happy at home. I just want a place for my son to play. Can we please join? Um, out of the 28, one responded. And they wow. said, we would love to have you. Um, and I love that lady to death to this day. And she said, um, no, this is great. I'd, I'd love to, for you to join us. Please do. And three months into it, they changed the name to the West Side Moms Group. To, from that to the West Side Parents Group. And we had two or three dads that joined after that, and it was a really cool thing. But um, it's weird because when, when you go to do drop-offs, when you go to do certain things, um, it's just moms are there to try to communicate and have fun. And, and I want to do the same thing too, but my main purpose was always going to be with my son. And I love kids in general, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll play with the kids. This is fun and exciting. Mm -hmm. And so the, it's funny because one of the questions we have in my, we have five parenting paradigm questions at the end of my, my podcast, the dad spotlight podcast. And one of the questions is, do you find your, your parents more emotionally available than you were and why? And I can tell you when I was growing up, my dad loved me. I could, I knew he loved me. Uh, he said it maybe three times, but he didn't overly go out of his way to be a part of my life. Cause it's just, the pendulum wasn't there yet, but you knew things were changing. So my generation is a little different. I mean, we're more involved, we're this and that, and because we can, and it's more socially acceptable now to where you can show your feelings and, and be, you know, that guy. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's great about things now is we're allowed to do that, which moms were always allowed to do that, you know, and dads now are allowed to do that and go, no, we're, equally involved in this because how were dads always portrayed in like shows or commercials? It was this inept buffoon who could barely keep his kids together, you know? And, um, I think every parent is important, dad and mom. 
And so I'm not an inept buffoon. I'm just a bearded buffoon, but it's not because of a parent. It's just, <laughs> that's who I am in general. Um, I'm an outstanding dad. I'm an outstanding parent. And I think, um, just like with so many things that are going on in society, I'd like it to get to a point where, um, it, it's, it's great that your dad's at school or it's great. It's your parents that's at school. It's a parent and not, it's not one or the other. Right. right. And so, um, that were, you know, like I have a, a bunch of buddies that, you know, that I belong to that, that go to dad 2.0. It's like a celebration of dads. And what's great about it is, you know, everybody's just dad. There's, there's not gay dad. There's not, you know, um, transgender dad. There's not, um, you know, black dad. There's not Hispanic dad. There's not Asian dad. You're just dad. You're just dad. Yeah. And so for me, I'd like to get to where we're at that point where it's more like meetup.com is a whole bunch of parent groups, not mom or dad groups. Um, do we need that individuality? Yes. In some cases, yes. But in a lot of cases, it's just, it's dad showing up to do what he's not just supposed to do, but because he wants to do it. And I think that's what the difference is nowadays where dads are more like, I want to do this. I want to be involved. I want to be there and do all these things. You know, yeah. like for me, it was, I, I started my company because I didn't have anything left to do because my son started school. So I literally sat in the parking lot in his pre-K because I was with him 24 uh, seven when he was born since he was born. And I was like, when he left to go to pre-K, it was only for like four hours, but still I was like sitting in parking lot going, what do I do? What's, what's next? I don't know what to do, you know? And so I started my company to give myself some sanity to go, I need to go do something other than just hanging out with this little boy. I need to, you know, cause apparently they don't like you just sitting there in a parking lot. In the parking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. And that's, that's how this business started. I, you know, my kids, I, I lost my job and I needed something to do while the kids were in daycare. And my husband said, well, start a business. And I said, really, who does that? Like, I need to do some laundry. No, 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 no. Start a business. Keep yourself busy. Um, and six years later, this is where we're at. We evolved from photography and video production to podcasting because like I said, my, my professor said I couldn't write, but, um, yeah, and and you're right to that to, to your point of you know husband's babysitting. No, my husband says no. I'm taking care of my children. You go to work. I'll take care of my kids. And it's always whenever I say yeah, my son is sick. He goes, our son is sick, and <laughs> you know, and he ha he even corrects me sometimes. And 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 I, but I grew up in a single parent household where even to, you know being married 11 years and my my kids are 10 and 8 that's still kind of ingrained in me sometimes. So he corrects that in me. Um, when we're talking now outside of our household, yeah, they're my kids. But, um, you know, with him, he says, no, these are my children. I don't babysit my kids. I'm playing with our children. I'm taking my children out to lunch. I, we're doing things like that. And I really appreciate that he has that, that mindset of spending time with them and coloring with them and you know some days i'll go downstairs and i'm thinking what is going on in my household and it's that rough and tumble that actual relationship building you know that i didn't grow up with you know because we just didn't have it and to see that sometimes it feels kind of strange but it's it's that missing piece like you said that we didn't have growing up and I just sit back and I watch and I'm like, wow. And then I give myself permission to just let him be dad and let him play. And because that's what dads do and it's fantastic. So 
Um, I'm going to kind of like finish this up a little bit because I don't I want to be respectful of your time. I do have mm, two more questions and then we'll we'll go. Um, really quickly, um, repurposing content for the for the podcast, and then I want you to tell me about aside from Raya Media Group, where else can people find you? Okay, as far as repurposing your content, um, plenty of us are people that used to blog and um, businesses are the same way where they blogged and do stuff like that. What's great about podcasting is you can use, you have source material already on your podcast, I mean, on, on your blog. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you also have people when they say, um, I always tell people, and this is kind of a twofold thing here is when they go, we don't, I'm not, I'm not going to have an audience. And you're like, do you have a, a, do you have a website? Yes. You have a built in audience right there. So, what you can do is old content that you have, you can repurpose that into a, a podcast episode. So for me, I did one where um, I was talking to my son about turning three, you know, um, and I did an episode where I, where I actually wrote a post where, you know, I told him all the things that I was proud of him, of him happening that year. Um, and then at the end, um, I always like to go and look at my son before, you know, he goes to sleep or when he's sleeping, I'm a weirdo and I like to watch him sleep. Um, I'm Beverly Goldberg, I think. Um, so I go and I watch him sleep and I was, and I was telling him during the post, you know, I was writing and I was like, um, uh, you know, if you could, you know, father time, if you could just let me hug him and hold back for, for just a couple more minutes, that would be, that would be amazing. And so it was a great blog post and it was one I'm really proud of. So I repurposed that into a podcast episode where um, I had a panel where we talked to other parents um, about, you know, things that they were missing about certain ages and things that they're looking forward to and um, struggles that they have as a parent with, um, we had somebody who was like me, my son was just getting ready to go to kindergarten. So he was going to be gone all day. Uh, to Robert was on there as well. And he had his kids are going to college, which by the way, I felt like a heel and I still feel like a heel every time. Cause I'm like, I get to see my kids every day. His kids are going like away, away. They're oh, going anyway. to be adults, adults. Um, uh, hopefully for him, um, they don't come back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but, um, but the thing is, you know, it's, it's those things as parents that we struggle with, you know, it's those, those little things in life that at the time we feel like, Oh geez, there's, this is the end of the world. You know, we're so dramatic that, you know, it's, uh... and then there's other people out there, their, their kids are starting their lives. They're starting a family, which means they're going to see them even less, um, which I find very disturbing. Um, but <laughs> well, it depends you know, on the kid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, but the thing is, you know, you can use the content that you have and it, okay. and it did well. And you can tell by how many times people have read it, stuff like that. So you can use that as, you know, a show idea. Like that was just an idea. So it was a blog post that I used to repurpose into a round table talking about how, how, you know, how parents deal with, um, changes in their kids' lives and, and not just for the kids, you know, how do you do it as parents, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, another one we did where um, I had uh, his great aunt passed away and it was my aunt. So um, he was four, four at the time. 
So the blog post was, I don't know how to have this conversation with you. I don't know how to talk to you about having this conversation without destroying you as a child and ruining your childhood because that's a grown-up conversation. That's what happens when you grow up. You have to deal with those things. So I was like, I don't, I don't know the right things to say. I don't know how to have this conversation. I don't know where to start this conversation. Um, I don't know if you ask me a question, if I can give you an answer like, you know, when am I going to die? You know, when, when, am, when am I going to do all this stuff? And I don't want you to have to think about those things. So like, so I guess I should tell you that when I write, I still write for an audience of one and it's for my son. So everything I'm writing is directly towards him. So I was like, well, how am I going to fix this? You know, how, how can I repurpose this into a conversation? Um, then we use that to repurpose that into a conversation about, you know, life, death, birds and the bees, you know, when do we have these conversations? How do we have these conversations? So we had an expert come on to talk to us about that, you know, um, and to figure out, you know, when do we have these ideas? You know, when do you talk about your hoo-ha and why, when do you change it from hoo-ha to, you know, the JJ and from the JJ right. to, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, and so, and then, you know, she would tell us stuff like this and get on the podcast and she goes, well, you say penis at like three. And I'm like, what can we yeah. just say you know gentleman's sausage or something, can we do something <laughs> you know but you know she's an expert and you're like okay that's great i'm not going to do that but awesome right. um but that was something that was repurposed from my blog post into a conversation to a, a, a podcast episode so um when people say i don't have ideas you're like if you have a blog and you already have stuff written down, you have stuff there, especially if it's going to live on your site. Right. Um, and especially it's going to be an extension of your brand, which is you. So we tell everybody, you know, even if you're a large company, which we have worked, we do work with large companies, or you're an individual, at the end of the day, the branding is still the same. It's just bigger scale. Okay. So, um, and in this, in this day and age, the internet is now a mom and pop. So even if you have a company in Australia, somebody here is going to want to buy your product, but they need an emotional or human connection, connection. with you to buy your stuff. And how can you do that? Well, you can do it by a blog post. You can do it by um, a vlog post. You can do it with, with um, podcasting. What's great about it and how we teach people is you can do all three and it gives everybody a 3D model of you because some people digest their information. We talked about this earlier. Some people digest that information by reading. Like I can't understand something unless I read it. Other people have a visual learning ability. I can't understand it unless I see it. And other people go, I've got to hear it. You know, my imagination isn't great. Like when you're reading Harry Potter and you, she's laying out all this wonderful stuff and you're like, hey, I don't, I don't get it. Can you draw a picture or can you show me a video of that? That's why people are like, oh, they're making a movie. This is awesome. Besides the fact that I'll be able to write a report about it easier later on um, in school and stuff. So for everybody, we tell them that gives you your 3D model on how to deal with all of those things. So um, it's a way of them to digest your information, to disseminate what you're trying to. I always tell my son, are you picking up what I'm putting down? And so it's their way of picking up what you're putting down, your information. So long answer there is yes that's why you do all those things okay and lastly where can we find you 
Uh, well, you can find me at, um, we have uh, the Raven, Raven Media Group. <laughs> yeah. um, total accident, by the way, this is not uh, um, anything. I had a bad head. I'm just kidding. No, I didn't have bad head. Um, I worked out and I had to, you know, didn't want uh, everybody to see my sweaty locks, which by the way, there's no sweaty locks. No sweaty locks. Um, no. Um, but uh, you can find me at the ravenmediagroup.com. Uh, you can, uh, follow me at daddy newbie on all my social channels. Uh, Raven media group has a very sad, pathetic, uh, IG account and social footprint, but you can follow us there as well. Um, as you've seen, um, I do like taking pictures of me and my son as we have our adventures. Um, usually it's never an individual picture of me. It's always with my son cause you have to have a little salt with uh, your sugar. So, uh, so it's always good to see him. Um, and, uh, but yeah, those are the other things. And then, like I said, I have, um, dad spotlights, my podcast. Um, I have a couple of podcasts that I do for some of our clients. I'm their voice talent. I don't know why they chose that, but, uh, you have a great voice. I love this voice. <laughs> so I um, love this voice. there's a lot of people like you that do. I don't understand you all, but, uh, thank you. <laughs> Um, it pays the bills. So that's good. Um, and those are all the places you can find me. And now you can find me on your podcast. Yes. So, which is awesome. Thank you so much for having me. That's, oh, that's no, no, really no. Fun. Thank you for coming on. You have, uh, made my day and I am so excited to have this out and ha have you on, on the show. And I'm excited to publish this. Um, again, Don, thank you very much, everyone. Uh, thank you for listening and, uh, have a great weekend. Okay. Bye, Don. Bye. Okay, stop.